This week on Foamcast Radio, check your FPS with an official Nerf accessory coming soon. Mattel, Primetime, and Busby all have new blasters in the pipeline. Battle Bunkers has some colorful new barricades on the way. And it's nerfing season. I've got more events for you than I've ever had on a single episode before. Plus, I talk with a member of the Lollipop Guild, no, seriously, about their performance at Dart Wars Nationals. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey boys and girls, welcome to Foamcast Radio. I've got a few news items for you this week. First up, the Nerf Modulus Chrono Barrel has been spotted on the Canadian Amazon website. It's available right now for pre-order and should be shipping out on August 1st. According to Hasbro, it's going to be priced at 15 US dollars. If you haven't heard of this accessory before, it's essentially a barrel attachment that fits onto the standard Nerf N-Strike barrel attachment point, and it has a built-in chronograph for testing your muzzle velocity. Up next, also spotted on the Canadian Amazon website, the Nerf Modulist Ghost Ops Evader. It looks like it's going to be priced at 40 US dollars, and currently there's no release date, but someone did find it on the Canadian Amazon website, so it should be coming out anytime now. Also spotted on Amazon, Mattel is releasing a new variant of the Boomco Halo UNSC M6 Blaster. This is a pistol blaster, and they're coming out with a new version called the M6C. It has a very slightly different shell with a little bit of dart storage, it looks like, down on the bottom of the grip, and a new paint scheme. It should be available on October 1st for $25. US Hi, this is Monty Choi from Cell.com with an important message about suicide. Suicide rates in the United States are on the rise, but they don't have to be. If you know someone who is contemplating suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 to talk with someone who truly cares. The call is totally free and without judgment. As someone who has lost both friends and family from suicide, I can tell you that it's never a good option to end your life. So call today. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of the show. If you were worried that there weren't enough blasters coming out, don't worry, I've got more, because Primetime Toys announced the Dart Zone Ballistics Ops Velocity on their official website. This blaster looks very similar to the Ballistics Ops Accelerator in that it's a flywheel-powered blaster that fires Dart Zone's Power Strike rounds, which are their version of the Nerf Rival rounds. What makes this different is that it uses a 40-round hopper, and this blaster actually has a built-in agitator, which the Accelerator did not. Primetime Toys has stated that it is compatible with rival magazines and ammo, and like the other Dart Zone Ballistics Ops blasters, it does come with the team color indicators for red, blue, and green. It's powered by six D-size batteries. It should be available on August 1st at Target, and it could be a Target exclusive. Right now, we don't know what the price is, but I will let you know as soon as I find out. Finally, Busby Toys has announced the Air Warriors Covert Squad Blaster. This was something that was first shown at Toy Fair 2018, but now they've made an official announcement on social media. This is a blaster that has a built-in two-way radio in the stock. The radio can be used with the earbuds, or you can just use it with the built-in speaker in the stock. 
It is a bolt-action breech-loaded blaster that should sell for $25 US dollars. We don't know what the official release date is yet, but as soon as I find out, I will let you know. And finally, we have a little teaser announcement from Playview Brands Battle Bunkers. On their official Instagram account, they posted a picture of their upcoming red and blue barrel barriers. They're supposed to be 34 inches high and 19 inches in diameter when inflated, and they come with something called rapid inflation valves to make it easy to set them up. I've asked for more information about price and release date, and as soon as I have that, I will let you know about that as well. Looking for Foamcast Radio merch? We've got apparel, patches, and sweet tactical gear available for purchase on our website, foamcastradio.com slash merch. And now, back to the show. This week, I'd like to introduce a brand new segment, something that I'm calling Deal of the Week. Basically, the idea is that every week I will scout out some really good deal on a blaster or some accessory or a mod kit or ammo or whatever, and then I'll highlight it on the show. This week, it's the Nerf Modulus Regulator, which is currently clearancing on Target's official website and in stores for $19.99. If you don't have one, head out and pick one up now because you're not going to find this price for this blaster again. All right, guys, I asked and you delivered. I've been asking for a while now for people to let me know about upcoming events in their area and have I got a ton for you. In fact, I have so many that I'm not going to be able to give you all the events happening for the next four weeks like I have in the past. I'm actually only going to give you the events happening this weekend and the following weekend. All right, let's get started. New York City Nerf Ops is having their Friday the Nerf Teenth event in New York City, New York on July 13th. Youngstown State University is having their Hollywood Undead event, this is an HVZ event, in Youngstown, Ohio on July 13th and 14th. Then Tampa HVZ is having their Summer Series 2018 event in Tampa, Florida July 13th through the 15th. The Vandal Nerf Herders are having their event Apocalypse Game 1 in Palouse, Washington also July 13th through the 15th. On July 14th, Naptown Nerf Club is having War Number 25 in Indianapolis, Indiana. HVZ at CU Boulder is having their Treasure Planet HVZ event in Boulder, Colorado on July 14th. The San Diego Nerf Club is having a Nerf battle in San Diego, California on July 14th. Nerf Singapore is having their U150 Nerf War in Singapore also on July 14th. The Brisbane Area Nerf Group is having their July Jammin' event in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Australia on July 14th. The Altoona Nerf Club is having their Nerfers Unite event in Altoona, Pennsylvania on July 14th. 307 Nerf Foam Flingers Group is having their The Reckoning Redemption event. This is an RPG event in Evanston, Wyoming on July 14th. Lindenwood University Nerf Alliance is having their Nerf Games event in St. Charles, Missouri on July 14th. The Southeast Nerf Club is having War Number 44 in Marietta, Georgia on July 14th. The Sheboygan Sheboygan Area Nerf Group is having their July Nerf War in Sheboygan, Wisconsin on July 14th. The Duke City Nerf Club is having their Battle for Roosevelt Park event in Albuquerque, New Mexico on July 14th. The Cincinnati Area Nerf Enthusiasts are having their Sunday Indoor War Number no. 7 event in Cincinnati, Ohio on July 15th. New York City Nerf Ops is having their Aftershock event in New York City, New York also on July 15th. And finally, the Blair County House of Nerf is having their 
It's a Nerf War event in Bellwood, Pennsylvania on July 15th. On the following weekend, the Zombie Awareness Organization is having their Midsummer 10 event in Binghamton, New York on July 20th. The BC Nerf Alliance is having their Sniper Lead the Way event in Burnaby, BC, Canada on July 20th. The Verona Public Library is having their Nerf or Nothing event in Verona, Wisconsin on July 20th. The Oshkosh Families Nerf Club is having their Foam Wars 3 Homecoming event in Oshkosh, Wisconsin on July 21st. The North Central Florida Nerf Club is having their Return to Gainesville event in Gainesville, Florida on July 21st. Sydney Nerf is having their July event in Colby, New South Wales, Australia on July 21st. Milwaukee Area Nerf Outings is having a Nerf battle in West Alice, Wisconsin on July 21st. The Blaster Tag Association is having their King of the Hill League Day 3 in San Jose, California on July 21st. The Spokane Nerf Association is having their third war in Malden, Washington on July 21st and 22nd. Nerf Club Philippines is having their Rain or Shine It's Nerf War Time event in Quezon City, Philippines on July 22nd. Nerf Outings Madison is having their July Nerf Outing in Madison, Wisconsin on July 22nd. Hack.exe is having their July monthly game in Singapore on July 22nd. And Nerf Singapore is also having their Canon of Carnage event in Singapore on July 22nd. BC Nerf Alliance is having their Melee Madness event in Burnaby, BC, Canada on July 22nd. The Pacific Northwest Nerf Club is having their Operation Flapjack event in Centralia, Washington on July 22nd. And Urban Tactical is having their East versus West event in Singapore on July 23rd. If you want any more information about any of these events, please head over to the show notes at foamcastradio.com. A huge thanks to everyone who sent me information about events for me to include in the show. Please keep them coming. Want to advertise on Foamcast Radio? We love offering our listeners exclusive discounts. Send us an email at info at foamcastradio.com. And now, back to the show. All right, boys and girls, this week we have Sam Flowers from Lollipop Guild, which is one of the teams that just competed in the National Dart Wars Association 5th Annual Pro Tournament. Sam, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. Now, Sam, I'm definitely going to ask you about the tournament that you just competed in, how that all went, what were your thoughts. But before we get into that, uh, I definitely want to kind of establish your origin story with Nerf. So how did you get into this hobby, actually? Um, well, I guess it kind of just started when I was like four, uh, my first Nerf Blaster, it was, um, it was a long shot CS6. Uh, it recently just came out and I love that blaster. I still have it actually. Um, but you know, earlier off the years, you know, I thought it was just kind of a toy and then I heard about Dart Wars. So I, uh, went during glow night and yeah, I guess that's just how it started. And then you mentioned you started going to Dart Wars. Did you just kind of play in the open play for a while or what, what happened there? Um, well, the first I heard about Dart Wars, um, I got a coupon actually for my uh, birthday, but I never actually got the time or, you know, had the effort or liability actually go. And then, you know, I decided, you know, why not try it one day? And, uh, I went to glow night and, uh, my, the manager or my manager now, uh, Jake, he came up to me and he said, Hey, we're low on employees. How are, uh, how old are you? And I told him my age and he said, uh, he gave me a job application and he said, um, why don't you come meet with me tomorrow and we'll get you a job interview. So <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Cause I actually just walked in, didn't expect to walk out with a job application. That's pretty awesome. So you started working there pretty quickly. And then, uh, from there, how did you end up getting actually on? to a competitive team um well 
I guess like the very first time I joined, we were actually having our 2017 uh, NWA tournament. And um, I heard about it and I was like, oh, hey, can I join? And the teams were already filled. So uh, up until then, I always wanted to be on NDWA and I uh, prepped the whole year for it. And um, we built up our teams. Uh, I went for the A team. Um, I didn't make the A team, but um, uh, I qualified for B team and uh, we called ourselves the Lollipop Guild. And our other A team, it was uh, Purple Rain. So you're on the team Lollipop Guild. Do you actually have like an official position on that team? Yes, I do. And what's that called? It's the Juggernaut. So as a Juggernaut, what is your loadout? What sort of equipment do you carry? Um, I like to carry two dump pouches with me. Uh, I like to carry uh, three Worker 22 mags and an extra Worker P mag. I think that's what it's called. And uh, for my right dump pouch, it's just to carry darts and grenades and all the other stuff like that. But uh, I do carry uh, three katana mags with me for that uh, katana mag loadout. And um, my other loadout for my primary blasters, I take a cow burn with me. And I recently just got into the rapid red. So if it's not my rapid red, it's usually just my strife. And I'll have a backup uh, melee sword with me. Now, you mentioned that you are the juggernaut. So as the juggernaut, what exactly is your strategy? What's your uh, part of the team? Um, My basic part of the team... So um, at Dart Wars, we have something called armor hits, and um, we don't just wear the armor just to, like, you know, have an extra life, and that's what it's for mostly, but it's also to protect us because some of those darts uh, hit really hard because we do have 200 FPS, like I mentioned. But uh, the Juggernaut, he has four lives, so he has three armor hits and then the actual life itself. And uh, what my main role is is to supply ammo to my teammates if they need it. Um, I also carry a mega shield with me. I forgot to mention that, too. So um, I support and help my team move up when they need shields. And um, I also uh, support grenadiers. They uh, have grenades and everything. So if they need grenades, I can hand them to them. And um, if I need to take hits, I can't. Uh, I will in order for my team to move up. So it's not really like a noble sacrifice. It's more of like take hits to complete an objective at, at any cost. That's really cool. And it sounds like you have a lot of coordination on your team. So do you guys practice pretty regularly? Yes. Um, we have a Thursday practice. Um, we're not going to have it today because we just had tournaments, so we're all pretty tired. But uh, at 6 p.m., we have practice, and sometimes Wednesdays if we're feeling up for it. But uh, we have our two main teams, like I mentioned, Purple Rain and we're Lollipop Guild. We actually battle each other so that we get a better perspective on how outlooks are going to do. And like I said, every team is different. Every team has different strategies, and we like to be mentally prepped and ready before the actual tournament. So how often do you guys actually compete? I know that you just finished up this last tournament, but other than that, do you have other regular tournaments during the year? Um, not in particular. Um, I don't actually necessarily know. I do know that we have our little league. It's where the um, uh, other little players, uh, they actually get an experience for Extreme Nights. When they actually do turn 13, they can go to Extreme Night. Uh, they have a small particular tournament. And during our practices, we do have a little practice tournament just to like get the expression of like, you know, showing the sportsmanship, like what do we need to go for and everything else. But other than that, I don't really necessarily know if we really oftenly compete. We just prepare for NDWA. And when you are practicing slash competing uh, at, at Colorado Springs there, who are you actually playing against? Um, it's not really necessarily playing against. It's more of like um, playing against the other teams that are uh, that other Dart Wars locations, actually. So it's uh, Wichita, it's Centennial, and Meridian, Idaho. And each, um, each uh, company has two teams, just like we do. And one once we're all prepped, they, they do the same thing as we do. They battle out with their two teams and they get ready for NDWA. 
NWA. And when we all arrive at here, whichever uh, the tournament's going to be held, whether it's, you know, here or Viridian or Wichita, we all uh, are one big family. We all meet up and we all compete and we all love each other at the end. So who's the other team that's at your location? Uh, the other team is Purple Rain. They are actually the reigning champs this year. We uh, took the title. Um, Lollipop Guild ended up getting fifth, unfortunately. Um, we were beat by Chaos, which is the other uh, Viridian team, I believe. And um, But uh, Purple Rain, they uh, took first. They are the NDWA champs, and we are happy to have the title home, home with us. That's pretty awesome, and I definitely want to ask you some more questions about how the tournament went. But first, we have a quick word from our sponsors. Dart Wars is an indoor foam dart battlefield that can accommodate up to 80 players per hour. Bring your own blaster or use one of ours. We specialize in birthday parties, team building exercises, and employee parties. Bring in your team for a party, book a fundraiser for your organization, or stop by anytime during open hours and get in on the constant action. Visit dartwars.com. That's D-A-R-T-W-A-R-Z.com for more information on hours and location. See you on the battlefield. All right, we're back with Sam Flowers from Lollipop Guild. Sam, we were just talking about the recent tournament that you and your team went and competed in. What were some of the different teams that you actually played against? Um, there were um, we all had different colors. Uh, Lollipop Guild ended up having like a, a turquoise jade color. Purple Rain obviously had purple shirts, which was um, a really fun experience for them. Um, we went against Apex, which was blue. We went against uh, Chaos and Organized Chaos, which were the Meridian teams. They were black and silver. Wichita ended up being red and yellow and um i think the other centennial team they were i i don't remember the other centennial team keller but i think the toughest team actually was apex for us because uh they had this awkward coordination that we couldn't get around and they had these uh blow guns in the back that kept picking us off one by one but other than that um they're a great team uh shout out to apex actually they're awesome thank you guys for competing against us and so for all your different matches and everything uh what were the actual results as far as like who who were you guys able to best in matches who were some of the different teams that you were able to defeat um, obviously we came in fifth place, Lollipop Guild, and, um, there were three other teams that we did beat. There was, uh, eight positions. Um, the Flywheel Master Race, race that was the, uh, other Centennial team. Now they were like a light blue. Um, there was, uh, Wichita, which was Havoc, I believe. They either came in sixth or seventh. And then the, uh, other Wichita team, which I don't, uh, remember the name of. But, uh, they, uh, we were able to best Wichita and the other Centennial team. And that, that, that's something that, you know, it was really, really worked hard for. And we all had a lot of fun in the end. And we all, you know, sat down, had a drink together and ate. But it was really fun. So it, th- those were the other teams that we were able to best. That's pretty awesome. And it sounds like you guys had a great time, even if you didn't necessarily come out number one. So based on your experience playing against some of these other teams, are there any changes that your team might make to your strategy? Um, fun fact, we might actually change our name. This was just a yearly name. Uh, Purple Rain is obviously going to keep their name because they're the remaining champs. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to keep our name. Uh, it's all about our leader. Uh, our leader is uh, Trent Richardson. He's the um, uh, leader this year. But uh, we might keep the name. But uh, overall, in strategy, I think we did a great job. We had a bunch of mega shields that a lot of other teams couldn't get around. They were really annoyed with us. And uh, we had a bunch of other like grenades. We had at least 50 grenades that we just lashed out on the other team. And uh, we had a good cover position. We had a good assault position. So when they were weak on one side, we could rush in with our other shields and uh, basically take them out. And in spite of the fact that you guys only placed fifth, were there any of the other uh, special prizes? I know there were a bunch of different 
different prizes available for different uh, accomplishments. Were any of those awarded to your team or to any of your players? Yes, actually. Um, Colton, he um, he did amazing this year. Colton, uh, thank you for being on our team. Colton ended up um, taking the MVP spot. He uh, got himself the uh, FDL project. So the uh, prize was if you got MVP, you got the uh, free FDL and your choice of colorways. And um, he also won something else. Also, um, our player, Nate, he uh, built all of our shields and all of our cool grenades. He ended up be, uh, being awarded the best paint job, so he got a free NDWA bag. I know on Purple Rain, Ian and uh, Austin, those were the one of the juggernauts, one of the uh, blowgunners. He got the Orange Modworks uh, 6 revolver shot kit, which was the last one, I believe, and uh, Orange, Mod- Orange Modworks uh, beer cup. And Austin ended up getting the new Worker Swordfish, that uh, Strife body kit. That's awesome. We've definitely talked about uh, several of those products and that's pretty exciting that you guys were able to get some of those. Well, Sam, thanks so much for talking to me. Before I let you go, um, how can people follow along with you and with your team? Um, you can tag me on my Instagram. Uh, I have two Instagrams. One's my regular. It's uh, flowers underscore yo-yo. And my other one is ndwa underscore ghoul. That's my um, uh, ndwa profile. And uh, you can also follow me on Samuel Flowers on Facebook. Um, I usually am doing regular stuff there. Sometimes I'll occasionally post some nerf stuff. But other than that, I feel uh, that's the most way you can get in contact with me. Awesome. And I have one final question to ask you before I let you go. It's the same question I ask everyone at the end of an interview. And that is, out of everything you've played with and everything you've seen, what is your favorite blaster? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I've tried uh, Yeah, I've tried a bunch of blasters over the years. If I had to say my favorite one uh, in category, it would definitely have to be the Caliber. And Captain Slug, thank you so much for making it, dude. I, I, I It's like one of my favorite blasters now. Of course, it might not be my favorite blaster in, you know, a few years, future, anything like that. But currently, the Caliburn's uh, got a piece of me right now. But uh, if I had to say my uh, second favorite blaster, if it wasn't the Caliburn, it would definitely be the Strife. The Strife tops half of the most of the flywheel blasters. It can be switched to automatic, to burst, to have all these cool body kits on it. And you can do anything with a Strife. So I think that's what Nerf created it for. And that's why I like it so much. Awesome. My guest has been Sam Flowers from the Lollipop Guild. Sam, thanks so much for talking to me today. Thank you for interviewing me. I really appreciate it. All right, boys and girls, before I sign off, I want to give a big thanks to Monty Choi from Sild.com for recording the suicide prevention message this week. Also, make sure you head over to our Instagram and enter this week's Mod Mystery Monday contest. If you missed it in the teaser episode on Tuesday, I included an exclusive hint to help you figure out what the blaster was. Last week's winner was Deceptive Fox Nerf, who correctly guessed the Nerf Strife. And I've already ordered a Foamcast Radio Sports bottle, and it's being sent his way right now. If you want your own, make sure that you enter this week's contest. All you need to do to be entered to win is correctly guess which blaster those parts came out of, tag three friends, and make sure that you follow us on Instagram so you don't miss any future contests. Thank you so much for following us on social media. If you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, right now we've got a huge following over on Instagram, but we really don't have a ton of people following on Facebook. So I just wanted to mention that I do share some things on Facebook that I don't put up on Instagram. For example, links to different articles and press releases and stuff that I find interesting. So please head over to our Facebook page. Just search for Foamcast Radio or check the link in the show notes and follow us over there on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you next week. 
Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com, where you can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio.